Ahoy there, and welcome to Night of the Time, Northern Space. Matt is shaking his head right now. Um, a podcast about Doctor Who. My name is David, and as always, I am joined by the mutinous Matt. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I've got to do something to inject a bit of jollity into this episode. Um, I mean, cards, we're talking about Curse of the Black Spot. Yep, season um, six, episode three. Written by, now normally I've got Wikipedia up, but my phone is dead at the moment. Is it Neil Cross or am I making that? I'm not sure. For once, yeah. I haven't written down who wrote the episode. Yeah, probably for the best, as far as I'm concerned, because I'm going to be honest, I fucking hate this episode. I think it's fine. Really? I don't think it's terrible. I don't mm. think it's great. Yeah, it's just a bit meh. I genuinely think it is one of the worst episodes of Doctor Who ever made. It does commit my ultimate Doctor Who crime. Right. We talked about this before this season. Yes. About, you know... Mythological creatures. That are just aliens. aliens. And I said I wanted to see a Frankenstein. Yeah. But instead we got a siren. A siren siren who's a computer, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we'll get onto that later because I've got I've got a major criticism of of that whole thing. But my biggest criticism by far of this episode is I think it commits a general cardinal sin of of fiction. Um, it makes pirates boring. How yeah. do you do that? It is fairly boring. They I... are the most boring pirates I have ever seen, and I I don't like that. Normally, there's a little bit of bait and switch in Doctor Who where it yeah. goes, "Oh, we assume this is happening, but like, ta it was this all along." Yeah. Whereas this, nothing ever lasts long enough for it to be relevant. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're doing this. No, now it's this. Never mind, it was this. And yeah. it, the the whole thing just sort of like drifts along, doesn't it? Like, never like, really getting your hook, its hooks in you. For some reason, it's a story about ghosts. But the ending is, we should really care about the father-son relationship. Yeah. It, it's, it's all just, over the shop. Yeah. I, I'm not saying it's the worst. I am. I genuinely... I think... I've never done it like a, a final sort of ranking of every single episode or anything, but I would be tempted to rate this lower than Fear Her. Really? Do you think this is the worst we've seen? For me, yes, definitely. I, see, I didn't hate it in the way I've hated other episodes. It it just it it, it offends me with its lack of ambition and taking what could be a great premise. Like Doctor Who has never done proper pirates. We've had space pirates mm. multiple times in classic Who and stuff, but proper, honest to goodness, yo ho ho pirates. And it totally wastes that opportunity. And that infuriates me. Do you think this episode was riding the Pirates of the Caribbean wave? Do you if think it was, it was doing just about ten years too late. Yeah, but do you think it was just like, that's in vogue at the moment? Yeah, I, I guess. But again, you, look, Pirates of the Caribbean movies, by and large, aren't great. Mm. I think that's not a controversial statement. See, However, they... Uh, uh, even at their worst, there is a sense of fun to them. Like, they... they I mean, obviously, you've got much bigger budgets, much bigger scale, etc., etc. But it, it has fun with the concept of pirates. But pirates of the Caribbean 4 has 
I think it's four. I think it's called Dead Men Tell No Tales. Yeah, I've never actually seen that one. Well, I, yeah. I took my now wife to the cinema to see it in one of our <laughs> early dates. I don't know why she's stuck around with me after yeah. that. But it has one of my favourite things in cinema history. It's only ever happened in two films. This uh-huh. is one of them. The other, a grossly underrated film that yeah. I'll defend to the end, Battleship. Uh-huh. And it's where you drive a boat really, really fast in a straight line, drop anchor and turn really quick, so you do a handbrake turn in a ship. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. I don't know whether that actually... I mean, Maybe the science physics. is sort of yeah. plausible behind yeah, it. Yeah, just about. But yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah, but... We get no, we get no real ship shenanigans. I mean, it's kind of central to the plot that the ship isn't moving See, I, for I most of the episode. I can't remember if we mentioned this last week or if yeah. I told you this off pod. That having watched the previous episode, yeah, I committed the sin of watching the next episode teaser. Yeah, Got to be careful with and those. When it was like Amy Pond swashbuckling pirate captain, yeah. I was just like, this can. This can go in the bin. This yeah. can fuck around. I mean, that's the thing. You're, you're, you're already being lost because of the historical quality. But for me, yeah, it's just more of an offence that it's just... I like a good swashbuckling pirate mm. caper. And that's what this should have been. What's your favourite pirate film? But, but, oh. Bearing in mind, there okay. is a correct answer here. I'm going to... I You know what? I'm going to blank on the name of it because... It's so long ago since I last saw it. Um, there was an Errol Flynn pirate movie. I don't know, The Crimson Flag or something like that, which we had taped off the telly and I watched to death as a kid. So for me, that is just like, that is like what pirates should be in a nutshell. Okay, I know this is the wrong answer, but I think that's the Objectively, answer. the objectively. greatest pirate yeah. film of all time is Muppets Treasure Island. It's hard to disagree with you there. Yeah. But you see, Tim again, Curry as Long John Silver? Yeah. Can't be it. Magnificent. And yeah, talk about that. But then Hugh Bonneville, as the pirate captain of this, is so miscast. Mm. And that's one of the biggest things. It's like, but, chuck a Brian Blessed or something in there. But do you there, think it's you? because we have the subplot that he was once a noble navy man. They didn't want him to be like, ah, me hearties. Yeah, but we needed a bit of that. Because otherwise, he just seems like a naval guy who, for some reason, is cosplaying as a pirate. Yeah. He doesn't... Uh, you, you get all the aristocracy from him, but you don't get a real sense that he's an actual fearsome pirate captain. Like, I, I cannot envisage this pirate captain that we've got in this episode actually boarding other ships, stealing treasure, which obviously he has done because we're told, you know, we see it in the plot, but I can't picture it in my head, that man doing those things. So, and, and this isn't this isn't a knock on Hugh Bonneville as an actor necessarily, because I just think he was miscast for this role. Do you, do you think he, he's bad in the role? I think he doesn't know what to do with it. Mm. He, I mean, so he just kind of does his usual thing, but with a big bushy beard. If if we're being honest, none of the other characters matter. I mean, there's no. him and his boy. Yeah. The other crew members, yeah, they barely get any lines. They barely... <sighs> I, want, I wanted pirates. There are no pirates in this pirate yeah. story because and they're just... Plus, it's really grim. 
Yeah. You know, it's I just... would have thought if Doctor Who was doing pirates, we'd have like accordion music. It'd be almost like Captain Pugwash. Yeah, it's Whereas got to him, have a bit of Everything is black in this episode. Yeah, yeah. And it's everyone's just... angry. So that's the thing. I just I have almost no good things to say about it because it just it, it breaks my heart that it's such a missed opportunity. Mm. But anyway, let's ju- let's let's get through this. Right. So it opens with some pirates rowing back to their ship. As we've said, Hugh Bonneville is their captain, mm-hmm. and one of the pirates has a black spot on his hand. Yeah, he is a dead man. Yeah, everyone's going, "Oh, he's dead." Yeah, and like I guess to people. Do kids of today, are they familiar enough with Treasure Island that they're even going to get that reference? No. Yeah, this is part of the problem as well, isn't it? No. It's like it's... Was it's it Robert Louis Stevenson really? that wrote Treasure Island. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Kids nowadays... I don't know. Pirates are out of the cultural zeitgeist, aren't they? Really? You think that last uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie... Uh, I, I don't know, because I think even when they were the big Hollywood films... Yeah. Did anyone care more about them than we cared about, like, zombies? That that was a big thing for a while, wasn't yeah. it? Or superheroes? Slightly different audience, I think. I know. Your black like, audience and your zombie audience. I know, but at one point, pirate movies were the big thing. I guess, yeah. And now, I don't know. No, I don't think anyone's going to be spending masses trying to launch another pirate franchise anytime soon. Mm. That's certainly true. I mean, speaking as a father of a, uh, you know, one one and a bit year old, um, you, it's hard to ignore pirate tat for the youngins. Like, my goodness, you can still get a lot of pirate-themed things for Yeah, babies. but there's a, a children's show. I can't, is it called something like Pirates Ahoy? Maybe. I've not seen and that, fortunately. It's... it's Dora the Explorer, but with pirates. Yeah. You see, I always find it weird how, like, pitching pirates to, like, really young children, because at the end of the day, they are thieves and murderers. Yeah, you need... What was that film, Captain Thingy, about the Somali pirates? Yeah. You need, yeah. You need to show them that. <laughs> you know, where it's like, I'm the captain <laughs> yeah. now. These are actual pirates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, we're getting so derailed or already. Or two video players up to each other. Show them real pirates. <laughs> <laughs> What real piracy of the early 1990s? Yeah. Right, do you want Power Rangers the movie on VHS? <laughs> anyway. I, I can't remember if I... I'm going off on a real tangent. No, 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 go on. But go here's on. my video piracy story. Go for In it. fact, I've got two, but one of them, when I was a boy, I went round to my friend's house and he borrowed a pirate DVD of Power Rangers the movie. That's why I made that joke. Yeah. When we were watching it, about halfway through, we went outside, played footy for a bit, because his mum was watching Home and Away. Uh-huh. She just t- taped over Power Rangers the movie. <sighs> Shocking. Yeah. And then the second one, I don't know why, and every time I was at uni, and I was like, I'm going to go on LimeWire and download a film. Mm. So, you know, at the time, I think a couple of examples that were out at the time. I think I tried to download Spider-Man 3. Yeah. I think I tried to download X-Men 3. Uh-huh. Every film I tried to download, when I played it, it was the Charlize Theron film, Aeon Flux. <laughs> I don't know I've, if you've ever seen that. I've seen trailers. It's got a uh, Doctor Who link, because it stars Sean Pertwee. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Terrible awesome. film. Yeah. Terrible film. 
can't remember where my, my train of thought went there. Pirates. Pirates. Yeah. yeah. As that's that's all it is. You know, pirates. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. let's 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 rattle through this. Okay. So uh, let's not he's got the head. black spot on his hand. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, there's a siren call, and he's abducted. I don't think we see the siren at this point. We just no, see him just disappear. So that's followed up with a banging from below deck. Yeah. And as you could have predicted, it's the Doctor Amy and Rory. It's the gang. Yeah, Here they are. So, as stowaways, the captain makes them walk the plank until Amy grabs a sword, dresses as a pirate, and rescues them. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, we've um, we've established at this point that these pirates seem a little delicate because mm. they are they are terrified of even the tiniest scratch. Yeah, we get the impression they've thing. been at sea for a while, yeah. you know, cabin fevers setting in, they're yeah. losing their minds, and... Happiness. They're just a miserable bunch, aren't they? They are. So, <laughs> then we get some swashbuckling pirate action. Yeah, kind of. Uh, I mean, in as much as like you would in a production of Pirates of Penzance or yeah. something like that. Yeah, Amy waves a sword around a bit, and they're all deathly afraid of getting a tiny scratch mm. from the sword. And she does actually scratch one of them, doesn't she? She does. Yes. And immediately he gets the black spot. Yeah. So... She then drops her sword to see what's going on, and as she does so, it cuts Rory, and he it also gets the black spot. He's uh-huh. marked for death. Yeah. Okay. So at this point in my notes, this was—I mean, this was within the first five ten minutes. Yeah. This is the exact moment I gave up on this episode. Yeah. I've just written siren song begins. Siren is a ghost girl, probably just an alien. Yeah. I'd suss this episode out <laughs> straight. I've seen this episode four times yeah. before I'd even watched it. This was the werewolf. This was the vampires. It's the ghosts. And it's something else that I won't mention when we get there, but I'm, I'm saving that until uh, later okay. in the episode. Um, but, yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, you're slightly wrong because it's not technically an alien, but it is an alien piece of software. I so know, it's as good they're as... They're all aliens, really. It's as good as, isn't it? Okay, yeah. so... The pirate turns to smoke when touched by the siren. Yeah. Did you think it was actually dead? I don't know. Like, no one ever really dies. Well, that's the thing. I was going to say, like, you know, right early on, Rory gets the black spot. Did you feel any tension for Rory? Did you genuinely think we were losing Rory in this episode? what, What are we now? I think I've probably already seen Rory die twice, and he always just gets better. Yes. It's like Monty Python. Like, I've got better. Yeah. There it is. There is definitely an element of that to, to Rory at this point. No such thing as permadeath. Yeah. Okay. So, they all hide down in the ship's hull. I think... Do they think at this point it's the water? Yes. That... I think they, 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 they're starting to suss out that maybe it's the water that, that she the siren yeah. is emerging So, from. to get away from the water, or just to hide from the siren, they go yeah. down into the ship's hull... I think it's specifically, is it the, the room where they keep the gunpowder? So we're, we're not quite there Oh, yet. not quite there. Okay. Yeah. So in the ship's hull, there's a little bit of flooding, a bit of water on the ground, uh-huh. and leeches start to get the pirates. Uh-huh. So again, Another one that's where they start to get the uh, black spot. Yeah. Okay. Because immediately the siren appears and kills him. Yeah. And it's at this point the Doctor realises she's moving through the water. Whenever right. she manifests yeah. herself... So, at first she comes out the ocean, but I think here she just comes through the bit that's on yeah. the floor. Yeah. So, they go to the magazine 
armory. Yes. Okay, so it's a sealed room where you keep the black powder. It's perfectly dry. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is where we meet the captain's son. So there's a little boy. I think I, I can't remember how they find him. Do they just hear is a it, sneeze? Yeah, because he's in a. Tr- I think possibly a cough because he's got. Um, it's safe established to be typhoid fever, but he's just mm. doing the the classic like, ill little child Dickensian <laughs> cough. Yeah, just like <coughs> yeah. So the reason he's come on board is his mum had passed away. Yeah, and the captain didn't know that. Yeah, so he knew he had a son. He was trying to earn a living to keep his son, yeah, like fed and watered. Well. Up to a point. I know. You sort of have to make a leap in logic there, yeah. don't you? It's very convenient, this plot point. Yeah, I, I will be honest. The second that kid arrives, I I instantly give fewer shits mm. about the episode. And certainly, I, I couldn't care less about this child. And that's a problem, because presumably the entire reason that child is written into the episode is to give it more emotional stakes. But it actually seems to work against it somehow. Yeah. It just makes you tune out more. Were you actively rooting for the death of that child? Pretty much, yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is possibly helped along by the fact that I already hate this episode. But uh, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't give a shit about this child. I don't think we've ever seen an episode you hate with as much venom as this one. This is our one chance to get a pirate story. And they completely fuck it. Would you not be angry about that? Do they ever do cowboys? Do you want me to answer that? Uh, It's not... I mean, I guess it's not... It's not that much of a spoiler. You'll get your cowboy episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think I prefer cowboys to pirates. Well, let's hope they do a better job with cowboys than they do with the pirates. Yeah. Everyone knows it goes robots, then (laughs) cowboys, then medieval knights, Mm. then pirates... Then where where are ninjas in your hierarchy here? Oh, fairly high. Yeah, but they don't get on the list because they're too stealthy. <laughs> they dodge the list. Yeah, as, as, <laughs> you know, as you start to write the list, you feel a dagger through your hand. <laughs> you, and they put the finger to their lips. This is getting size. very meta. Let's move. Yeah. Uh, right. So. The little boy has the black spot, but yeah. no scar. And as we've mentioned, he's ill. Yeah. So the siren starts to come through drinking water. I think have they got a barrel of fresh water? Yeah. So they're, they're, they're gradually narrowing it down, aren't they? First of all, they thought it was the ocean. Then they're like, oh, it's just any salt water. And now it's like, oh, just any water then. Mm-hmm. So the doctor takes the captain to the TARDIS. And we find out the other pirates think the captain's gone soft. So there's a plan of mutiny right. going on in the background in another plot point that goes nowhere. It just goes absolutely fucking nowhere. It's just, it was like the writer was just sat there just like, pirates, pirates, what do I need? Okay, uh, well, we're doing the black spot. Um, needs to have like treasure. Um, mutiny, I guess. That's yeah. a pirate thing. Let's do mutiny. Yeah. So... Because they are starting to turn on the captain, they tell his son, who's called Toby, I guess. He's yeah. written in my notes. Yeah, it is Toby. Yeah. Okay. That his dad is not this noble naval officer. He is a pirate. I think they say he flies under the black flag. Yeah. Okay. So, to get them back, Toby just starts shanking them. Stabs, <laughs> stabs one of them. Yeah. With a cutlass, he immediately gets the black spot. Okay. So, the TARDIS disappears. 
without the Doctor and the Captain. Yes, yeah, because I forget exactly why he's. Uh, they had he the Doctor had half a plan, didn't he? And yeah. So he t- he got the the, the Captain on. I do sort of enjoy the moment where the captain enters the TARDIS and uh, after the initial shock is is just... Uh, and, and the Doctor is like, oh, yes, you wouldn't know what to do here. You know, this is far beyond your, your understanding. Uh, and, you know, he points at some random objects and it's just like, you know, blah, 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 you know, Doctor Gobbledygook. And the captain's just like, compass, astrolabe. Steering wheel. It's just like, yeah. like he says, a, a ship's a, a ship. A ship's a ship. I quite like that. It will come into play later in the episode, but I, I, I like that moment in isolation. Mm. I'm just trying to think if I've ever like manned a ship. I think I've done pedal boat. Yeah, I don't think that counts. I've done rowboat. I don't think I've ever gone bigger than that. Yeah, I've never done barge, canal barge. Oh, I would not want to be on board. If you were in charge well, of a barge. I think once when I looked into it, as long as you've got a driving licence, you can pilot a barge. <laughs> I, am I, I was looking for the right word, but I was, like, I was like, I don't think it's drive a barge. So, is it just what, sail? Because they haven't sail, got sails. Steer? Yeah. You don't really steer a barge that much, though, do you? No, I think it's it quite is pilot. Narrow, you know? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's the locks that terrify me. Mm. I never want to be on a canal boat because I just, I I would find some way to just completely fuck up the locks for everyone. Yeah, Yeah. because don't they take hours to sort out as well? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just would not want to get involved. Good times. So, they then have a mutineer gunfight. Yeah. And the mutineer lights a tinderbox so he can see what's going on. And begins to burn himself. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was slightly worried they were just going to light all the powder. And the yeah. ship was going to blow up. Well that would be too exciting wouldn't it? Yeah. I know we're going does. off on like loads of mental tangents. Now Have you ever it. played the Monkey Island games? I played the first couple. I think I'm right in saying. It, it's either Monkey Island 2 or Monkey Island 3. Mm. In fact I think it's the start of Monkey Island 2. LeChuck's Revenge. Yeah. Where you are in a dark room and the only thing you have in your inventory is a match. Yes. You light the match to see what's going on and you're just in a room full of TNT and it yeah. like blows you off the ship onto I, the island. That, that rings vague bells. Yeah. yeah. That's where yeah. I thought we were That's the thing. It, that would have been far too entertaining for this episode though, wouldn't it? Mm. So, he's burnt himself and the siren begins to call but they know they're in a room with no water, so yeah. how did she get in here? And they start to work out it's not water, it's just simple reflection. Yes, so any reflective some surface. Of the, like, some of the booty that yes. the pirates have yeah. is just like generic gold crowns. <laughs> I think at some yeah. point, doesn't he like go, oh, that's from the so-and-so of India. Yes. And yeah. it's just like... And I do actually quite like the Doctor's she, line there, where because his retort to that is, "Oh, that's good." For a second, I thought it was yours. Yeah. <laughs> so, like we say, it's reflection. So, Toby has spent the last sort of five ten minutes polishing his dad's naval medal, so it's nice and shiny. Yeah. Okay. 
So the doctor immediately like snatches it from him, starts breathing on yeah, it just to fog, like, it, fog up. it up. Yeah. Okay. So they start smashing all the shiny stuff. Yeah. And we go back to one of my weird predictions for this season mm-hmm. because the lady from the last episode who just looks at Amy through a little slit appears yeah. and then disappears. Any any further thoughts as to who that might be? I don't know because someone's got to lose an eye at some point. Mm. But, no, I don't know. Probably, I imagine that just goes unresolved. You think? Yeah, yeah we'll just get, we'll, I mean, that's the sort of you thing. You think I'm sat here having watched, you know, uh, half of Series 12 at this point, and I still don't know who that lady there'll be, is. There'll be, like, Doctor Who fanboy tosses on the internet. <laughs> like, going, oh, I think it's so-and-so from Episode 1, Part 2. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it'll just be no one. Uh, maybe it's the Rani. I'm pretty sure there would have been someone speculating that it was the Rani. You've not seen the Rani yet. Rani is a uh, time lord we've only ever seen in female incarnations. Um... Not a nemesis of the Doctor in the same level as the Master, but, uh, you know, another fairly rebellious Time Lord who gets up to mischief of sorts. So, um, any time there is a mysterious woman who is not immediately explained on Doctor Who, there is a subset of the fandom who are just like, it's definitely the Rani. This time it's the Rani. Spoiler, I... so far it has never been the Rani. Really? <laughs> yeah. I just think, you know, they leave things ambiguous on purpose just to give people something to talk about. Of course they do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who was that woman when Thingy appeared? I, I know his name's not Azeroth. What's his name? Razalon. That's Razzle. it. Azeroth's World of Warcraft, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, Razalon. Just like, who's this old woman? I've checked online. No one knows. No one knows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The most popular theory is the Doctor's mum. Yeah. But, but personally, I fucking hate that. So but then I've looked and my head, RTD's come out and said, no, it's not. It's just nobody. Yeah. Make your own mind up. <laughs> Imagine if I made a TV show like that. <laughs> it was just like, one day, David goes into the shop. Yeah. At the end. And everyone's like, well, what? it must what mean something. It's just yeah. like, well, yeah, you decide, dickhead. Just make your own mind up. Yeah. Makes it look easy, doesn't it? Yeah, it'd be... I imagine if I did that, it'd be like Nathan Barley. Everyone would love it and like, oh, it's so arty, what does it mean? <laughs> I'd be like, it's just a man in a shop. <laughs> That's how I see the Doctor Who fandom. <laughs> Idiots. Idiots. Anyways. So, there's a big storm. Mm-hmm. Toby drops the crown from a bag. At that point, he realises his dad is a pirate. Yeah. So, the siren appears and takes Toby. It's not a bad thing, is it? No. I'm, no nobody's bothered. I mean, I, I guess, you know, in, in universe, some people are bothered. But I can't imagine anyone watching this episode really cared at this point. What would you do if in the new series of Doctor Who, in the same way as, like, when Amy had this run-in with Doctor when she was a child, yeah. if Toby just becomes, like, the chosen one? What would you do if they started centering the whole show around the one episode you hate most? I would grit my teeth and get through it. Wow. Uh, Because at the end of the day, the beauty of Doctor Who is, even if you don't like it, sooner or later, someone else will come along and do something else with it. Yeah. Which is why I find it really odd that uh, um, there was a lot of hoo-ha 
after Jodie Whittaker's first season with a lot of people basically saying, that's it, done with the show, Doctor Who ruined forever, goodbye, I've been a fan for 50 years, but this I shall not stand. And I'm just like, oh, all right, fuckity bye. <laughs> it's just like, how, mu- how much Who. shite must they have sat through before they reached that decision? Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Well, do, you, do you think every episode of Doctor Who is someone's favourite episode of Doctor Who? I genuinely do. I think there will be people out there, maybe not listening to this episode, but because, you know, we don't have those kind of numbers, <laughs> but there will be some people out there who, if they did hear this episode, would be, would be fuming at the, my casual dismissal of what they find to be a joyous and perfect episode of Doctor Who. What, what about the very first episode, Earthly Child? How could that be anyone's favourite? Nothing happens. It's just a policeman walks past like an old garage... <laughs> Then two teachers basically break every safeguarding rule possible. <laughs> and then a little girl dances for a bit. Yeah. And then it ends. It is some people's favourite. I'm pretty sure. Like, absolute cocks. <laughs> like, everyone knows you're allowed one favourite, and it's either Blink or Family of Blood. Those, those are, are the, your options. Those are the two types of people I've met. So... <laughs> Like, my head of department likes Doctor Who. I quite yeah. often talk to him about it. He likes Family of Blood. Yeah, it's a great episode. You know, renowned internet dickhead Tim Riley that insists on texting me every week to talk about <laughs> Doctor Who. He likes Family of Blood. You like Family of Blood. I do indeed. And then there are those of us that are correct <laughs> and agree that Blink's better. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say either of those are actually my favourite episode. Really? My, my favourite episode is still to come. Really? Yeah. Um, you, you, yeah, you. Would you say that's the favourite of what we've seen? Do you think we've seen anything spot. better than Family of Blood? Because I'll, I'll be totally honest. Um, I know I did it a disservice, and I was like, yeah. oh, I didn't really like it. They're top two for me. I would say you've 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 warmed to Family of Blood, have you? Yeah. Yeah. Like with hindsight, there's some bits I really liked about yeah. it. It's 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 very very good. The the trouble with it is it's not. I don't know, but then again, the, the episode that I would say my favourite also. I was going to say Family of Blood is really good, but it's not what you call bread and butter Doctor Who. It's it's so yeah. much of a departure because that's the Doctor's like not it. the Doctor for half of it. Yeah. But then having said that, my favourite episode also you you couldn't say is bread and butter Doctor Who. Really? It is a departure in some ways. Um, Oh, it's really tough. I I don't know that I would say Family of Blood is my favourite of everything we've seen so far. Um, I might say that I prefer Silence in the Library. Okay. Because there's more... That's more of a Doctor Who-y story. Mm. Um, You've got, like, multiple Doctors. Whilst we're just on Silence in the Library, I know we're bouncing all over the place in this episode. It's better than talking about this fucking episode. I, today... Just before we met, yeah, uh, I picked you up from Tesco's. Yeah, I went into Tesco's cafe to get a little coffee. Mm-hmm. The lady that works in our local Tesco cafe looks exactly like River Song. Really, exactly like River Song. Wow! And uh, like next time you're in there, just <laughs> partner, like tell your partner that you need the loo or something because you have to go past just the cafe. Pop in and just, and just stare. Just at her. stare. She looks exactly like her. <laughs> 
mean, I don't know what Alex Kingston's been doing recently. Working in Tesco. She can't be that hard up. Yeah. She can't be. At the at very least, she'll be doing conventions, surely. I don't know. She's working in a Yorkshire-based Tesco. <laughs> Making me a lovely latte. Well, at least like, it was decent quality. Yeah, it was as hot as the sun. Yeah. I had to wait like 20 minutes to drink it. <laughs> Anyway, should, should should complain. Okay, so once Toby's dropped the crown, the siren appears, takes him, and in amongst all the melee and confusion, Rory's knocked overboard. Yeah. Okay. The doctor realizes his best chance of saving Rory is to summon the siren. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't think. Did they say they're going to try and reason with it? Or they're just going to hope for the best. Basically, he's he's saying uh, the the way the doctor's calculating at this point is Rory's drowning. If Amy jumps in to try and save him, which is what she wants to do, she will drown too. Mm. Um, we they don't definitively know where the site what the siren is doing to these people. Mm. They just see them dissipate in a puff of smoke. That could be anything. Yeah. As yet unproven, so it's a choice between definite death or possible death. Mm-hmm. And you know, given the choice, he's opting for possible death, so and hoping that he can clever it out at a later date. So they all prick their fingers, yeah, get the black spot in the hope of summoning the siren, yeah. And when they do so, they all just awaken on a spaceship. Yeah, this is where the episode takes that mental left turn. Yeah, that... nobody could have seen that coming. I'm, a spaceship on Doctor Who? I mean, I I don't know whether I did. I, I was certain that, yeah, the siren's an alien, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But the whole episode to this point has just been in two places. Yes. Above deck or below deck. Yeah. So for them to just go, knock, knock, who's their spaceship? Yeah. It's just like, All right. out of nowhere. So, the same <clears throat> space occupied... By the pirate ship, yeah, is occupied by this spaceship, yes, albeit in a different dimension, yeah, just a different plane of reality, yeah. if you like. Okay, so the reflections act like windows, do they yeah. say? Yeah, that like, you can pass through. Yeah, weak points between the dimensions. Okay, yeah. So on this spaceship, because they find some of the crew and they're like horrible alien remnants. Yeah. So, human illness has passed through these gaps yeah. from the pirate ship. So, let's just say it was typhoid. It was. I think he said it was a common cold. Oh, really? Yeah, because he, oh, he War of the World. Because yeah, exactly. Basically, yeah, and because he puts accidentally puts his hand in uh, some uh, like a pool of snot mm. at one point. So uh, that illness has killed the crew. Yeah, because it doesn't exist in this dimension. They haven't developed immunity. Yeah. Okay. And all the people that have been taken away by the siren are in the ship's med bay. Yeah. Okay. So they go to the med bay, the siren appears, and the reason that she sings is it puts people in the med bay to sleep. It's like, yes, it's like an audio anesthesia somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And she's kind of keeping them all in stasis. Yeah. So in return for her kind gesture of looking after everyone, the captain just shoots her. Yeah. And job. she turns red. Yeah. We haven't seen this in a while. Yeah. It's how we know things are baddies. Old school. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But of course she's not a baddie. No. As we establish shortly thereafter. She's just not very happy at that moment. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, so the Doctor sneezes, and it looks as though the Siren also now has the development that she can shoot fire. Yeah. But the reason she does so is sterilisation. So yeah. she's actually burning the tissue he sneezes into. Because she is an automated sick bay. Yeah. She's like the... What's the word I'm looking for? The avatar yeah. of this sick bay. And this is the point at which I completely give up on this episode. Mm. I've already been, you know barely tolerating it because it seems like a wasted opportunity and then we get to this denouement and i'm like we have done this empty child the doctor dances yeah the whole the the whole big twist is oh it's the a nanogenes, space ambulance it's, it's space ambulance it's cu- trying to cure people but it, because it's humans it's getting it wrong it's you yeah. know turning them into the gas max zombies and then it's all fine at the end and as the doctor puts it Everybody lives. Hooray. This is that again. Mm. It is basically exactly the same thing. It's an alien medical care uh, causing, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, unwittingly causing problems because it's out of its comfort zone, basically. And it's dealing with humans. And it's not, it's trying to do its best, but it doesn't necessarily know how humans work mm. and, you know, all the rest of it. And the Empty Child of the Doctor's Answers is one of the best episodes of all time. In fact, it's a contender along with Silence of the Library. It's my yep, favourite story to date. Um, it is magnificent from start to, to finish. It was written by Stephen Moffat, who is the fucking showrunner and should be able to notice his own plot points when they come back mm. at him from, from another writer. Maybe he was too pushed for time to, to be like, no, we need a different ending for this. I, but that, I just, look, Doctor Who is not above repeating ideas, obviously. Any show that's been going for over 50 years is bound to repeat ideas every now and then. But this feels particularly egregious to me. Yeah. I'm just like, so your big twist is the same as a big twist that we did five series ago. Mm. Congratulations. Yeah. In fairness, I didn't make that link. Does it make you hate the episode even more now? A little bit, yeah. yeah. A little yeah. bit. Sorry for any listeners who I've also ruined this episode for by, by yeah. saying that, but oh, it just boils my blood there. Right. So Amy pleads to have Rory freed from the med bay. However, if he's released, he's going to die. Yeah. So he's not being like resuscitated from his state of drowning. He's just held in, almost in a stasis. Yes. Yeah. So if he's freed, he'll immediately start drowning again. So he will need CPR. Okay. So Rory tells Amy to do CPR. Yeah. Okay. And the doctor tells the captain that Toby has typhoid. Yeah. CPR ain't going to save the boy. <laughs> yeah. He's safer in the med bay. Yeah. Okay. Now, I made a prediction about this episode that I think would have maybe saved the ending okay but it didn't pay off yeah so what was your prediction my prediction right this is my ending yes if i was selling this episode this is how i see the ending yeah okay toby's ill yeah the captain needs to stay on the spaceship yeah okay all his mutineer men yeah realize the captain isn't a coward he's a hero yeah they're gonna stay on the spaceship with him yeah up until that point that's pretty much where we go with the episode yeah yeah okay Closing shot. This is where it differs. Pirate ship, unmanned, 
found in the middle of the ocean, maybe by another pirate ship. Uh-huh. Pan out. We see the side of the boat. It's the Mary Celeste. Oh. Right? Okay. That explains why we've got a pirate ship with no crew. Yeah. I've written that in my notes. That's where I thought this episode was going. That would have been interesting. I thought, you know, they love tying things into Into history. history. How how did they not see that? Shall I tell you why? Go on. (laughs) Doctor Who's already done it. You're joking. Yeah. They already did, Mary Celeste. Back in the Hartnell era, in a particularly... (laughs) And you're not going to like what they did with it. Okay, so... There is a... A Dalek story um, from the Hartnell era that is, what's, how do I describe it? A controversial classic. Okay. In that it is utterly stupid, but if you go with it, you will have a brilliant time with it. It's called The Chase, and basically the premise is every episode, the, the Doctor and his team are being chased by the Daleks through time and space. And so every episode they're in like a different setting and they're zipping about all over the place. And at one point they land on this ship. Um, uh, the Doctor and crew, crew land on it. They, there's a bit of shenanigans on the ship. And then shortly thereafter, the Daleks turn up and they start scaring people. Uh, and uh, so everyone on board the ship jumps overboard to get away from the Daleks. There's also a magnificent moment where someone pushes a Dalek off the ship. Right. That's a lovely moment. Um, But then, and then it pans out and you see the name of the ship and it's the Mary Celeste. So, the Doctor Who is not above revisiting the same historical event multiple Mm -hmm. times. Like there's, I think like three or four different Pompeii stories if you take in all the extended, all the audios and novels and everything else. So like various different incarnations of Doctor have all been at Pompeii at the exact same time. But, um, but it's such a famous moment from the chase. I think you'd you'd struggle to do the Mary Celeste on TV again. Right. Because... It's, yeah, it's a bit of an iconic moment. But good call, though. That would have been good. It would have been better. But, uh, yeah. Okay, so, like I say, all the crew decide they're going to stay. So it's like pirates in space now. Yeah. So. Sure, I guess. They'll still be shit. But they'll be shit in space. Yeah. I'll give it two months max before (laughs) they all fall out and shoot each other. So, Amy takes Rory to the TARDIS. And Can just... I just say, why don't they just do CPA there, CPR there in the sick bay? Why do they drag the drowning body of Rory all the way yeah. into the TARDIS to do it? Yeah. That annoys me. Anyway, carry on. And then, he's fine. You get yeah. a moment where you don't think he's fine, then he is fine. More than a moment? They drag it out for like a fucking minute! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It takes so long. Yeah. It, like they're playing the sad violins. It's the, the, the lingering shot. And you're like, okay, Rory is definitely dead. I thought this episode was going to be a bit of a weak one. But, you know, fair play to them. They didn't pull their punches. They're really going for something gutsy here. They're killing off Rory. Episode three of series six. No, he's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck this episode. Yeah, fuck and, it. And he is quite literally just fine. Yeah. He's just like, oh, thanks for that. He, d- he does, <laughs> he does <laughs> the classic <clears throat> acting and then he's fine. Yeah. I hate this episode. I, I, I genuinely, like, I don't know how I feel about it. 
Because right. you came into this being like, this is okay. Yeah. It's just, it's not, it's I a don't, nothing I episode. don't hate it. I, uh, in no sense do I think this is amazing. But yeah. Is it, uh, I don't know. It's just nothing. Just absolute nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's it, no, it goes beyond nothing for me. It's actively bad. So, like I say, the Captain Toby and his crew are space pirates now. And the episode ends with Amy having a flashback to when the Doctor died. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's sort of still lingering over us. Yeah. And the closing shot from last episode, we've got the Doctor's pregnancy test machine yeah. still fluttering from pregnant to not oh, pregnant. So great, that's that's rumbling on. Mm. Uh, end of the episode. Hooray! And, uh, I was hoping there'd be something here that would tie into my theories from last episode. Just a hint. You know. Well, yeah, no, nothing has changed. Like, they're reminding you that those things are ongoing. You've yeah. got the woman with the eye patch. You've got the, is Amy pregnant well, or not? I, I, we've got no additional information here whatsoever. Last episode was the first time, with real conviction, I thought I'd be able to predict what's going on. You know, yeah. what are we now, like six seasons in? Yeah. I thought I'd sort of worked out how Doctor Who works, and yes. I was like, yeah. right, I know what's coming. Yeah. I know who that baby is. Yeah. It, that girl, it's Amy's baby. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's just River when she's young. And blah de blah blah And then, all of a sudden, like, none of that's correct. Yeah. I thought we might get a little tease where we're going with that, and nothing. So... Hi-ho. Yeah. Maybe next week. Yeah, well, spoilers, I've watched that and it doesn't happen then either. (laughs) (laughs) So join us next week when we will be discussing the episode Matt's watched, The Doctor's Wife. Mm. But until then, thank you very much for listening and cheerio. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Neither the Time Nor the Space. If you wish to contact us, our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on Twitter we are at timenorspacepod. And thank you to Alexander Urban for his smashing arrangement of the Doctor Who theme.